man, I'm all sweaty now. After I was going to say, you that. are really jacked up today. Are you all right? Oh, man. Merry Christmas. Mind Gap <laughs> Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm John! I'm Justin. Welcome! I hope you all had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, Hanukkah, whatever else there is. I hope everything was just Kwanzaa. Splendid. Kwanzaa! Festivus. Festivus. You celebrate nonsensical yes. TV festivities. I was, I was like, there's got to be a Harry Potter one, but now it's just Christmas. Quidditch. No. Happy Quidditch. Merry, Merry, Merry Quidditch. <laughs> Merry Quidditch. Guys, welcome back. We're happy to be here. It's great. We've almost got New Year's around the corner. New Year's is around the corner. And thank God because people 2016 just keep can go die in a fucking fire. Dying. Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. So sorry. Ugh. 2016 can can just go die in a fire. You know, most years come and go, and I'm like, that was a year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily good. It wasn't necessarily bad. It was just a year. Right. This year is just is very memorable as not being a good one. No. It's not just the celebrity deaths, which I've seen a lot of people who have posted on Facebook, like the, you know, you always have those who will put out the, well, you know, 2016 isn't as bad as everyone says it was. If you look statistically at 2015, 2013, 2014, like, it, yes, okay, 2016 may not stand heads and shoulders above the rest as far as celebrity deaths go. One of the things you have to consider is what do you consider a celebrity? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get, is it just famous? Is it authors? Is it, you know, American actors? Is it, you know, actors from, like, French actors who you may never have heard of before? Like, what what list are you pulling from? Is and also, thing. what do they mean? Like, personally, I was never a huge fan of Bowie or Prince, so those didn't affect me as much as sure. other people. So, But you have to, it affected you or not, like, those were two of the highest profile I can absolutely deaths. respect that, but fucking Alan Rickman. Right. God damn it. Love that guy. You know, like, stuff, ugh. Carrie Fisher, right? Fucking love her. Gene you know, Wilder. Gene Wilder. Again, not like I liked him, but not as big as an impact to me. Sure. So like, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Well, you know, Sean thing, Connery's going to die soon. It's, probably he's, he's around the corner. Harrison Ford. He's getting old. And I mean, everyone's going to die eventually. Yeah. So it's like one of those things now where a lot of the stuff from our, you know, our, yeah. our growing up and our well, a lot of the baby boomers and boomers and just before the baby boomers. Like sure. I wouldn't say Gen Xers necessarily, yeah. but like. Whatever was that in between generation sure. of the, like the the gray area moving into the baby boomers, you know, yeah. they're getting of age where they're going to start passing from a lot of natural the stuff causes from our childhood. Or, and a lot of them, I mean, you got to take into account too. A lot of these people grew up when drugs and partying were very prevalent. Yeah. So there has been effects on their bodies more so. I mean, they didn't grow Tell up that to Keith Richards. They didn't grow up drinking wheatgrass. You know what sure. I mean? Like, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne and Keith Richards both still around. Still like fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> explain that one to me. Thanks a lot, 2016. Yeah. No, but um, not that I want either of them to go either. But no. um, it's it's but be, uh, celebrity deaths aside, mm-hmm. it's just been a fucked up year in general. Yeah. I mean, we had an election that we did not see coming. Yep. You know, uh, election results that we did not see coming. 
we had you know uh, an, encount- uh, an uncountable amount of natural disasters and stuff this yeah. year. We had just you know civil unrest in different countries. Like it has been an absolutely insane year in yeah. many fronts. Police killings, a lot. You know, oh my like, god! I mean, Black Lives Matter, yeah. um, which it, I mean, I guess technically started in 2015, but yeah. there was a very uh, or even 2014 with Ferguson. Ah, uh, you know what? You're right. But I feel like th- w- there was there was a uh, there was a very strong. Not resurgence of it, but like there was another within a short amount of time, a lot of really bad shit happened. It, it came back very, very strong again this year. The, the The movement kind of got another gust of like, "Hey, let's let's we're gonna push and we're gonna we're gonna you know be heard again." Yeah. And so there was just, I mean, yeah, the shoot the shootings and uh, terror. I mean, everything. This year has just been jacked up, dude. Fucking Cubs won the World Series, right? And that's the one thing that just. <laughs> Fucking grinds Rob's gears. We've had Rob Ballmeyer on here, and it he is it boils his onions. Yes, that he's like, of course, my Cubbies have to win in the year that the Satan sent. Like, right. like the one year that everyone wants to forget. It was like someone made a deal. They're like, we want the Cubs to win this year, and they're like, okay, but, but you got to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. How? Oh, you'll know. Right, exactly. The one year that everyone <laughs> wants stricken off the record books is like, no, we can, we need to keep it because they won. It was yeah. you're being selfish. Curse, <laughs> curse broken, but at what cost? But at what cost? <laughs> Every time, uh, look, you can't perform magic. Mag- what was it? Was it Harry Potter? All magic has a price. Oh, it's right? equivalent exchange. Exactly. Like yeah. So you, full you, metal you alchemist. Can't, you can't break a curse without something else going on. So. Yeah, it was uh, my my boss is one of the biggest Cubs fans I've ever known, and mm-hmm. she you know she kept talking about one of the only you know good things was uh, you know the Cubs winning. I'm like, would you give that win back? <laughs> She's like, for what? For the rest? You just like pick it. And I was like, would you give it up for the election? Because <laughs> she was like devastated by it. I was like, would you give it up for the election? And she's like, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I want to, that's the first call to action in this one. I want uh, any listener that's listening right now does. Uh... Justin's reading his email. Oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> as, as we're recording this, someone what? else just passed away. Who died? Actress Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher's mom. Are you fucking shitting me? Star of the 1952 classic Sing in the Rain and the mother of Carrie Fisher has died, son says. So we are breaking news right here on Vine Gap. Do they both die? Like so, Carrie Fisher died yesterday, right? And her mom died today. Fuck me. And that's one of those serendipitous things where you could look at and go, like the mom was just hanging on long enough to see her daughter. You know what I mean? Like that's almost a weird kind of like coincidental fate kind of thing. I was going to try to call you out for being a dick, but no, you just broke the news. Someone else died. I tell you what, man. The Grim Reaper is like, look, man. There's a record, and I'm going to break it. All right. right, I've only got four more days. Right. I mean, I gotta go. I gotta keep thing. going. It's like how many? Like, yeah. It, I, I, I just reading that right now. It, it is. It almost is as if someone's going like, "Dude, do you think we can sneak one more in with everyone before everyone loses their shit?" Jesus Christ! He's like, <laughs> I gotta break the record. This is the year. I've got a good. I started out strong. I gotta finish strong. Yeah. I'm gonna break the record. I'm gonna break some hearts. So what I was going to say before that uh, news. So you know, there we go. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Debbie Reynolds. That that fucking blows. I mean, a very very rough holiday season uh, for that family too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say so. But uh, good lord, the call to action I was going to say was, you know, uh, 
would you have? Would you, if you were a Cubs fan, you know, obviously, if you're a Sox fan or if you're someone else, yeah. a fan of not the Cubs, then you. Or let's it put would in this be an context. Easy decision for you, but imagine you had your lifelong dream of seeing your particular sports team sure. win their their championship, their game. championship, and yeah. if it did happen, but all this other shit happened, would well, you give it back? So let us know back? in the comments below uh, where we post this if if you would give it uh, if you would give yeah. back your championship win. For everything else this year to be reversed. Yeah, I, you know, obviously another good thing. I, my daughter was born, so there was that. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, very formative year for change in my life for that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, also for me, just the past couple of months, just the resurgence. And this is going to sound very naive of me, and I know that. But from my perspective, uh, which seems like a very popular resurgence of racism, like open sort of like racism, yeah. has really come to my perception which again i'm a fucking idiot i'm i'm a dumb white guy in in middle america i know that but for most of my life i haven't experienced most of that stuff and i'm like it's good it's it's taken care of we're all good here i've seen just god-awful things happening and it really bums me out and that sounds pretty just self-serving and whatever but it's it you know i've also watched some really goddamn depressing documentaries lately. you need to get off the documentary guys Douglas. the 13th you gotta fucking watch Jesus it it's christ it's depressing as fuck but it's so important to watch it's about the 13th amendment which abolishes slavery you think i'd be drinking the scotch right yeah now. right the 13th amendment which abolishes slavery under the pretense that you are not a criminal if you're a criminal then slavery still exists what it's in the constitution so, so if you're it a abolishes it abolishes slavery unless you're a criminal. So anyone who is in prison right now, technically, is a slave. We could buy them, and they like we could have them work. According to this documentary, the reason why they did that was because when the South lost the Civil War, and they have applied that amendment for the South, they were like, okay, cool, slaves don't exist unless they're criminals, and then guess what happens? Most of those people, those black people in the South, get uh, brought up on charges, shitty charges, loitering, uh, vagrancy. They get put in jail, and guess what? Fucking slaves again. Interesting. And they started doing the chain gangs and doing all sorts of shit like that to kind of help their economy recover. Interesting. So the whole point of this documentary is about the mass incarceration uh, in America, which currently we have over 2 million people incarcerated in the United States. We have 5% of the world's population, but we incarcerate 25% of the world's population. You do that math. So 25% of the people in the world that are in jail reside in the United States. Jesus. So we, we house 25% of the prison population of the world. But our, our actual country only houses 5% of the world's population. So, And most of them are predominantly black. And they do a tremendous job of taking you from the beginning of this stuff all the way to where we are now. Yeah. And it's fucking fascinating. It's depressing as fuck. But holy shit, was it really cool to see how this stuff has kind of compounded yeah. each administration through like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s to now and how that has affected and built on itself yeah. and how it has continued to just create these problems. And I was like, oh, no. Like just it was really upsetting. But see it happen. I would say probably a necessary watch if, 100%. You, if you want to educate yourself. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And last night, I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Threw it on there. And I almost cried at one point because I was like, fuck right. me. <laughs> and it's important. So so Merry Christmas. Here's <laughs> this to is- looking for towards a new year. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know what, as much as this sucks and as much as it hurts, it's important. 
it's important because it's like after like for example Jill and I watched that documentary Jill's like what can we do like what can we do like what what are our options and it's good that we can have these discussions we can have these talks with each other that we can think about how we can affect change and it's really important it sucks no one loves no one likes being in pain no no one loves loves feeling that loss but there is usually a purpose behind it as my funny Christian self says (laughs) There's a reason. No, but I think just psychologically, philosophically, like it, it, it helps you. It readjusts you, kind of gets your head out of the clouds and kind of makes you focus on what's important. Sure. And all of a sudden I was like, a lot of the stuff I'm like, okay, there's some things that I kind of need to start taking, being more aware of. Yeah. And yeah. seeing what I can do to on my personal life to kind yeah. of make a change. Yeah. It makes so you take stock and, and reevaluate, like you said. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. <sighs> well... That being let's, said, let's all just real quick take a collective breath. If we just, could, let's just breathe in and breathe out. Doesn't it feel good? Just breathe in. It's amazing how that little thing makes you feel better. And you're done. And be like, guys, take that stress off your shoulders. Right. Let's enjoy the rest of these holidays. Look, 2017 is going to get here real soon. It's and then be we've here got. Soon. And then just, just think about this. 2017 gets here, 2016 is done, and then you got four years of Trump. Right. So the sooner it can get here, the sooner it can get over. Exactly, guys. I'm just saying. Let's get to it. <laughs> We've got some great movies on the horizon. Yes. Unfortunately, we got to suffer through the January releases. But, but, hey. but, that, that, but that's changing. Go back a few episodes. We talked about that. Yes. That, that January generally potentially sucks. Potentially is changing. Early January, January, you've got your Oscar stuff still floating out there. Right, like but, Steven Seagal's new movie. Exactly. Ugh. Jamie Foxx is some bullshit movie that's coming out. In a couple weeks that they've just now doing marketing for what uh, I haven't heard of this one. I, of course you haven't because it's why would you it's terrible it's Jamie Foxx's son gets captured and he tries to fight to get him back I don't okay. know I saw it and I'm like well there's a reason why this one's coming out in January do you know they're doing Taken the TV show well is that gonna be like every week his daughter gets taken <laughs> by someone else no he's he is enlisted to uh, as he's enlisted as a special op to to get he's a retriever essentially I don't understand the idea of going from a movie to a TV show. I don't either. I don't. I, I don't tried know. that with Rush Hour. Oh my God, that's right. And I think it failed. Lethal they, Weapon. Lethal Weapon. They're, they're which is, in the in the throes of it right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's. I feel like there's been a couple other. Uh, there definitely min, Minority Report. Yep. Was another one. Did, yeah. that, did that come out or is that coming out? I feel like that came out and bombed, but I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong on that. I'm just like Minority Report initially could have made a really good TV show, but again, it's like. That movie was early two thousands, and we told the story. Yeah, the thing is, like, we told we don't need we don't need to see that go further. We we told sure. the story, done. And I'm, but done. that would that would have been a great no. TV show before it was a movie, where yeah. it's like, hey, we have this technology, let's try and do it. It would have been a great procedural sci fi show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But why, are they, like, Rush Hour? How's Rush Hour going to be? A TV? <laughs> like, I, again, I know we're just trying to do derivatives of like what we know is successful, but come on, guys, let's try a little harder. Have you heard? And I, I, I keep meaning to look this up, but I have, I, I have yet to do so. Is the Mummy with Tom Cruise a reboot? Of Brendan Fraser's The Mummy? Here's the thing. Have about you read on the this? Mummy. The Mummy is going to start the shared universe amongst the Marvel, I'm sorry, the Universal Monsters. So oh, it's going to be The Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula. Dracula Untold was originally going to be the first one, I remember but it you bombed. saying that, yeah. So they're like, nope, just kidding. The Mummy's going to be the first one. <clears throat> okay, so this is not Brendan Fraser's Mummy. No. Okay. So but at the end of this, Frankenstein's going to come out and be like, there's a greater world. Because <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe plays uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll. 
in this movie as well. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, so they're introducing us to this entire Universal monster movie. Sort of so they're kind franchise. of going extended Universal Monster Movie too because yeah. Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde was not the big four. No, the, so. but he's going to be part of it. You know? right, he's well. going to be like Shield or whatever. Who fucking knows? <laughs> but and no, then we'll get then we'll get the spinoff TV show with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Speaking, Speaking of TV, of TV shows, hey! guys, segways, guys, we got there. We started dark, we got lighter, and now here we are at our topic, which is the top TV shows. Uh, that Justin and I have watched, but then uh, uh, shortly after broke up with. Right. So some may call it rage quitting. Yes. Some may call it just quitting. Some people may call it being butt hurt. Right. I don't know. So uh, this all came about because of an article that Doug sent me because he knows yes. I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, and he sent me an article about a guy who had written an article uh, documenting why he quit watching The Walking Dead, why he gave up the TV show and how he has felt since he has given it up. And Doug thought, well, this would be interesting because, uh, you know, he knows, knows I'm a big fan of it. So he's like, what What are your thoughts on this? Read this article and tell me if you agree with this guy, if you see where he's coming from and, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. So then I thought about it and the guy brought up some really good points in the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll post a link to the article in the write-up. Uh, so we won't If go, you're good. We, if, you're, if you listen... We'll post if it If you there. are good for Christmas, we'll put up the link. Better be good for goodness be sake. Be good. But uh, we won't dive too much into what his points were because we'll probably cover them on our own. But yes. you can go read the article. But essentially, he did bring up some really good points. Um, I disagreed with him on some things, but mm-hmm. I, I totally respected where he was coming from and actually agreed with him on other points. Sure. But it made me start thinking, like, there were some TV shows to his points, that I quit for the same reasons. Not The Walking Dead, but for some sure. other TV shows. So then I asked Doug, is there TV shows that you have quit? And obviously there have been of his. And I think all of us have had that, unless you're you know, extremely loyal and have no time uh, or have all the time in the yeah. world and can just <laughs> devote it to the TV shows. So we thought it would be interesting to talk about the TV shows that we have quit and yes. why we quit them. Well, why don't we start with The Walking Dead for me, sure. since we just kind of brought it up. I watched it season one, two, and three. At the end of three, I got furious, and I could just could never get myself to go back sure. and watch it. So I had watched, I think, all three of those seasons, and I started reading the comic. Now, uh, we're also going to put this out here. There's spoilers. Yes. For, uh, potential spoilers for any TV show we talk about. We're going to put that right up front. And it's possible that you know maybe there's not because we didn't finish them. So. Right. Well, I mean, but we might. <laughs> yes. I will probably yes. tell you things that have, have happened sure. that if you have not caught up, you're going to be surprised. Yeah. So. And, and or not surprised because exactly. social media blows up. But. So for me. Um, uh, so season three happened in the prison. That's when the governor that's was when introduced. We meet, we meet the governor and, and everything. Woodbury. And, and uh, I got really upset because the last. I'd say I think it was the third to last or second to last episode where Rick and the governor meet in the shed. Yes, really intense, really awesome. You know, it was a showdown, and it was just it was uh, foreshadowing this great confrontation that was going to happen. Sure, and then it never happened, and I was so furious because it did I was, happen. It happens in it happens <laughs> in the next season. I'm like, why would you do that though? Because you're just all you're doing is stringing people along, sure. and that's what pissed me off. Sure. Is because I was like, "Fuck you!" You resolved that at the end of season three. They copped out because it was like the governor was like, "Oh no, people are getting whatever. Shoot them all, and then we'll drive off." And then Rick, who kept talking about like how I'm in charge, I'm in charge, all of a sudden decides, "You know what? This is a democracy. We all need to vote." I'm like, "What? What kind of character arc is this?" No, 
Rick being the dictator, it was the as you could probably agree from the comics, the dictatorship. That's what his problem is. He cannot not be the leader. Right. He has to be, or he goes insane. And I, I it seemed for him to go like, no, we all. But need. in the comics, though, mm-hmm. they do go to a democratic system, sure. and then they go back. Sure. Same thing happened in the show. Yes. But it's just, it didn't fit. It was like the last episode. It was like, by the way, guys, I think we should all have a Senate meeting. Here we go. All equal votes. It just really just infuriated me. Sure. And so I was like, I can't do this. I'm out. I'm done. I also was like, the second season, I gave it a lot of credence. Like that first half, holy shit, did that take forever. Yes. There were so many filler episodes. But I gave it credit because I feel like there was payoffs on the second half sure. of it. Because you saw all this development happening. Like, Daryl had a lot of development. You know, it was a lot of slow moving, but you got to learn a lot. It sucked watching it from week to week. I would have rather binged it. Which is what I did. And I think that's the reason that I was able to get through it. And also, I had heard a lot of people told me, see, if you can make it through season two. Mm-hmm. Season two is a slow burn. Yeah. They really take their time on it. It really is. And if they said, if you can make it through season two, you know, it'll start to the, the, the back end of season two, the back half of season two. <clears throat> definitely, definitely yeah. picks back up. They did an entire fucking season in a farm or on a farm. Yeah, the whole season. I, well, okay, save for one or two episodes. It but was mostly on the, the farm. whole season was on the farm. You know, and and I get it. Like I, I part part of me understands too because look, you want to save some storyline. You don't know where you're gonna go, so you want to. Well, then as, fucking figure it out. Am I right? You want to get as much. You want to get as much. <laughs> but the thing with these TV shows, though, they could be canceled at any point in time. So. Yeah. Or they could get strung on. So, and this is when we get to Lost. We'll talk about mm-hmm. we'll talk about that sure. trap right there. But yeah. so I feel like part of them were like, well, we don't know because funding wasn't at during season two. They lost some funding because mm-hmm. they didn't know if they were going to, and then slowly they their numbers kept climbing. Yeah, and so the funding built back up. But I think they didn't know what their future was, and so they were like, well, we need to. We need to kind of see where this goes so we can't really start hopping around to all these different, you know, sure. exotic locales in southern Georgia. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I get that, but, you know, the story also didn't warrant them to have to jump around to all those different locales either. And, again, I didn't have a ton of problems with the second season. Um, the slow burn to, like, the mid I hate fucking mid-season finales and breaks. This is a new thing it's that I'm... really annoying. New-ish by. thing. I mean, obviously, it's been around for a while, but... It, we used to have twenty four episodes in a season yeah. of, a, of a you know of doesn't matter half hour or hour show yeah and you started in the fall and you ended in the spring yeah how was that it's like our right, mid season finale we're gonna take a month or two off right. and then we're it's like fuck off I also get it though because it's we are definitely in a different age of television at yeah. this point where it is way more production value to put out these what are essentially cinematic masterpieces each week so sure. I, I get it I get it you it's know what, a lot though? of demand fucking make it all available to me at the beginning though do what Netflix does. Let me binge it. There's arguments for and against that, Douglas. TBS did it with their uh, new series, uh, Search Party. They're like, mm-hmm. binge it all. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, yes, thank you. Give me the opportunity to binge all of this using their app. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I, that's the kind of stuff that I'm all for. But that aside, uh, Walking Dead, just it, it, I felt like they cheated me. Okay. And I was like, and now you're going to make me wait right, right. until season four to right. see how this is. Fuck off. Like, but don't cliff, tease me. Cliffhangers are nothing new, though. That wasn't a cliffhanger. And I, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate yeah. on this one, but cliffhangers are nothing new. I can handle a cliffhanger. That wasn't a cliffhanger. That what was, would you consider th- that a cliffhanger? That was a fuck you is what, what that was. What was a cliffhanger? Like, what, what would be a, cliff, a cliffhanger? Name any episode of Lost. <laughs> just name any of them. Well, all those, all those, we'll get into that. All those ending cliffhangers. But... 
So well, he, and here's the other thing because I, I listened to an interview uh, that that Kirk, Robert Kirkman did. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Kirkman or Gimbel? It was one of the one of the creators of it, right? And so Kirkman. It was, yeah. So or it might have been Gimbel because he's a showrunner now. Anyway, one of the two doesn't matter. One of the two people who who is are the, the heads of The Walking Dead at this mm-hmm. point. In the thing they were they were discussing because uh, the same thing happened in season uh, season six into seven the mm-hmm. the, the quote unquote <sighs> cliffhanger the where Negan you know takes Lucille and bashes someone's head in and you see it from the point of view of the character and you don't find out until uh, the episode one of season seven who died mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so obviously a lot of people were and every season it seems like people are like fuck this show I'm out and yeah. then they always come back mm-hmm. um, he to his point he was like look. He goes, I get that people are pissed about it. I understand, I understand why you would be pissed about it. Mm-hmm. He goes, you have to try to understand, though, that we're not sitting in a writer's room going, how can we piss our fans off? Yeah. We're sitting in a writer's room going, how can we bring the most? It's a drama show. How can we bring the most? How can we squeeze every ounce of drama out of this that we can? And how can we? Because the payoff is so big, we wanted you to wait for it. Because it it was integral, we want basically they were trying to take you through the emotional ride that the people had been on. Is what is what his by making his you wait for to six months exactly because because the people didn't know they all blacked out yeah, and woke blacked back up. out and they're like oh no Megan was standing there for six months He's waiting like, ether ether cloth right exactly. <laughs> but in, in I, a I sense get of the like idea. having the emotional the, the same emotional response like you want he wanted he wanted that to build up to a point of almost unbearable. I, I mean, let's take uh, right or wrong. I'm just saying. Let's like, take Game of Thrones. I, I feel. I, I also feel too that I, I, I agree to the point where the the purpose of them like they're not trying to lose fans. No, you know what I mean. Like for it's people a gimmick, to go, though. that's how for I see people it. to go like, oh, they're just fucking with us. No, well, they're not. I mean, they're not fucking with you. Like they're using a formula. They're using a tactic to make sure that you tune in next sure. season. And I fucking hate that because it's obvious. It's like <laughs> that's what we lost again. It's like right. We're going to end every episode in a fucking, you know, cliffhanger. It's like, fuck off. Like, right. don't do that. Right. Don't use that as a, I'll say the end of season five of Game of Thrones. Is is Jon Snow alive or dead? Like, right. you know, like everyone's like, You I know, know he's coming back. Everyone's like, I don't know. But that wasn't like, dun, dun, right. dun. You know, like it wasn't just, it, it, it happened. And now you're like, well, fuck, is he alive? Is he dead? I don't know. And it, I, I, I just feel like it was too obvious of a, <laughs> see you next season, fuckers. In which way? For Walking Dead. For Walking Dead, okay. Yeah, it felt like the same thing in, in season three. It's like, hey, yeah. hey, we'll resolve this later, well, fuckers. They've been, they've been doing it more and more, which this is one of the points that I'll concede to that author, was is that <clears throat> mid-season six, we had the whole fake death of Glenn, mm-hmm. you know, where he and another character were on top. Uh, they were cornered in an alley. They were on top of a dumpster. The other character has been a complete dick, uh, finally kind of comes to the realization of what a, what a tool he's been. And in kind of what he thinks is going to help, shoots himself in the head to give himself to the zombies. So hopefully, but when he does so, he falls on Glenn, and they both fall into the the horde of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera angle is purposely poised to where it looks like Glenn's guts are being ripped out from him laying on the ground. You know, and it's a slow pan out as we see the zombies close over him, and we don't see him for three episodes, mm-hmm. right? Cut back to uh, that where he actually, the guy had fallen on top of him. They were pulling his guts out. Glenn was able to wriggle out, get underneath the dumpster, and wait for two more days or three days, you know, uh, while the zombies slowly, you know, yeah. piddled, or, uh, you know, 
dispersed, dispersed, and 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 you know made made way. Um, that was a little bit of a. It was another one of those where you're like, really, yeah, really. Even yeah. Stephen Stephen Yoon's name was taken out of the credits. Like yeah. they went really far to make you think he had he had been killed. Yeah. And again, it was one of those. Um, that's not a MacGuffin, but it was it was a plot. It was a ploy to get you to come to come back, and yeah. I, that one I actually thought was a little cheap too. I was yeah. that one I was a little pissed about. <clears throat> one of the best points the author made, and the I'm not going to stop watching it. Oh, at this point, nor should you. I feel like if you like it, fucking watch it. See, I do like it. The author makes some extremely valid points. Yeah, to where if I were to stop watching it, it would be because of one of these points that <laughs> I agree with. Um, I, at this point, I do feel like I am. I I have come so far. Yeah, I'm gonna get the fucking. I'm gonna watch it till it's off the air. Yeah, and I just just that's me being stubborn. Yeah. Um, but one of the points he made, which I thought was interesting, <clears throat> is that he said there used to be part of part of what used to be fun about watching this show was that there was hope. Mm-hmm. You used to watch it. You used to inject yourself into the characters, and you used to go, "Wow!" Like what? There's in the face of adversity, in the face of what looks like no hope, they pull through together and they survived. And oh, now it looks like they might actually have a chance. It has almost become formulaic to a point of it's just depressed, depressed, depressed. Now we're just surviving to survive. Yeah, it's so bleak. Everyone's beaten down. There's no hope. Negan is just the king of all shit. Like it, mm-hmm. it's one of those where like there, it's almost not fun to watch. Like there used to be this element of almost playfulness, as mm-hmm. weird as that sounds, and it's gone now. So that is a point that I will concede. To sure, the, that's kind of how the comics are too. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the idea is that you know there really isn't much hope, right. in the world, and it does put you into the mindset of them where you're just like, oh, at some point you're just like, fuck, this is my life now. Because you've seen that from the comics where a lot of them are just like, should we just kill ourselves? Yeah, like, and it actually, like in the comics, and I'm sure they mm-hmm. there's a, a reason they don't do it on TV. I'm probably some sort of standards uh, sure. ish or um, uh, rule that they're not allowed to, but. A lot more of the people commit suicide yeah. uh, in the in the comic books. They just give themselves to the zombies or shoot them. It's like yeah. way more than what you see. Usually, it's uh, an un, undesired death in the shows. Whereas sure. in the comics, a lot of people end it themselves. They they choose the terms on which they go out. Yeah, like fuck it, I'm out of here. What's right. the point? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> which makes sense. So. All right, so Walking Dead aside, that was one of mine. What's one of the shows that you've broken up with? Uh, I'm going to say Lost. We're going to yeah, jump do right into we've, we've, Lost. We've brought it up plenty of times here. Um, yeah, Lost Lost for me, I watched, and it was weird. As I was putting my list together, I realized that I pieced out. I piece out on shows on season four. <laughs> so it would have been perfect had I quit sure, Walking Dead right? at that point because that would have been season four of the, yeah. where, you, where you lost it. But Lost was, and I remember specifically, it was episode three, mm-hmm. season four. Mm-hmm. That episode was the last episode I watched. And what was what happened in that episode? Well, I can't remember what happened in the okay. episode. I just remember, I I remember hitting the third episode and going, "I'm out." Nope, yeah. we're done here. Yeah. We are dun done. Yeah, because it, it essentially. It, so what had happened, and this is where I said we'll get back into this when we touch on Lost. What had happened was the writers had. Three seasons written, mm-hmm. and they wanted to. They wanted to do it very much like uh, England does it, mm-hmm. where they. Oh, ah, you remembered it, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> Justin had forgotten one of his that he wanted to do, and he just now remembered it. So it was a good moment. Um, they wanted to do it how England does a lot of their shows, or the BBC does a lot of their shows, which is they have they know they have a limited run. They're like we're only doing two seasons or three seasons of this, mm-hmm. and then we're out. We're telling our story, and we're mm-hmm. we're going to create a brand new thing then. Yeah, and that and that's an interesting way of it's a non-American way of storytelling. Yeah. So Lost initially, 
as the story goes, they had three seasons, and the writers and the producers and everyone were like, we're going to get through three seasons of this. We have a nice beginning, middle, end. We're going to tie it up with a nice, neat bow, and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. And then NBC or ABC went, you know, we're making a ton of money off yeah. this. So here's what we're really going to do. We're going to order three more seasons, and you guys take that ending point and just put it way back over here and now get there <laughs> and figure out how to fill up into that point. See, and so fuck that shit, man. That's why starting in season four, mm-hmm. I went, fuck this. Yeah. Because you could see. Now, that story didn't come out until later, mm-hmm. much later, but you could see it in season, season four. Season four and five were just fucking bonkers. They were garbage. As five as, was insane. As soon as. Time travel. Right. I was going to say, as soon as. Because <laughs> I, 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 I would hear, because my sister was super into it, so were some of my friends. And I could as soon as they were like. It's a movable island. You can pilot this island. So I pictured someone like walking dude, dude. down to the, like grabbing a steamboat Willie an, style, an Atari joystick and going, <laughs> like, we're going to go left. We're going to go right. We're going to back it up. I'm going to hit the big orange button and it's going to fire lasers at asteroids coming in. Release the smoke monster. Right. As yeah. soon as they said, all right, this island is, is pilotable. And we're also, guess what? We can time travel. As soon as that started coming, I'm like, fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you guys. This was an intriguing, a very intriguing show where I didn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. You're mm-hmm. like, where the fuck are they? And what is all this? And it was starting to tie together, but then they just went nuts on the backstories and everyone's tied to everyone else. And it got way too ancestral and convoluted for me. And I couldn't, <sighs> it was done. The, 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 I, the, yeah, that I was, it was too much shtick. I was, I was out. Yeah. See, I remember seeing that come out, and I watched one episode. It was in season two, mm-hmm. and I watched an episode on a break uh, during work, and I remember going, I'm interested. I won't watch this until it's done. There you go. Because I was like, I, I'm not watching this week by week. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I just won't. Mm-hmm. And I had the luxury of binging seasons one through five. See, that's nice. And then that's I got nice. season six on the hard disks, and I watched those through uh, Netflix, so I was able to watch the entire story. But I was sitting there just going, thank God, I can just go immediately on to the next one, because... That gimmick make me want to go. Great, I can just watch the next one. Yeah, I don't have to wait. <clears throat> right, it's like fuck you I'm guys. Power through these things. Oh my god. Just, yeah, I mean the 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 thing that I will give it this: the pilot episode, episode one, season one, might be the best pilot I've ever seen. It's a fantastic. It it pulled me in harder than any pilot I've ever seen. I would say even I would say seasons one and season two were fantastic. They were great. Yeah, season one just really like. It just really helped establish in season two, like everything was based around that number, punching it in. Faith yep. for the science, like it was great, yeah, really great themes. The themes of it, yeah, absolutely. Season three was okay. The ending was incredible with Not Penny's boat on. Uh, oh, was that the end of season three? One yeah, of Hobbit's hands. Yeah, you know, and I was like, oh shit, like incredible. Yeah. But then it's just like, oh, and it just man. got off the rails, man. It's like yeah. three more seasons of this, and right. that, but tons of unanswered questions. Right, you know, I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most is what was the smoke monster? It was Jacob. Who well, the fuck's Jacob? It wasn't Jacob. It was Jacob's brother. Oh, sorry. It was Jacob. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. You never actually got an answer to really anything. And I was like, I was, you know, I'm like, when they explain the smoke monster, we're all going to be pissed because it's not going to be what we think it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and no, yeah, but Did they ever explain the polar bears too? They do in like DVD extras. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Sorry. That. It, all right. They explain a lot of the stuff in DVD extras. Where it's like they're that l- makes some why not yeah right why not well we couldn't really fit this in for time so all right let's move on all right we're moving it on so I agree with you lost if I hadn't been able to binge it I probably would have quit but uh, the next one I have up that I really want to talk about is Dexter 
Okay, I've never watched an episode. Cool. Um, I would say this to you. Watch the first four seasons and then stop. Okay. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Probably from me. Uh, seasons <laughs> five, six, seven, and eight are fucking garbage. There's eight seasons? There's eight seasons. Um, good run. <sighs> here's the thing with Dexter. Um, Dexter's a fascinating character because he's a serial killer who kills only bad guys. Right, right. So, great premise. He works for the Miami PD as a blood spatter expert. Fantastic. So... He's a uh, sociopath. He doesn't understand human emotions. He tries to, and it's it's interesting. It's fascinating. Um, really cool. Like they have great storylines, great acting. It's it's really solid. The problem that I had was in season one, he's chasing this particular killer. It's known as the Ice Truck Killer. All right. Season two, he's being hunted by the FBI. He thwarts that. So who else do we have to worry about catching him? There's no the stakes aren't there. I'm like. Well, if the FBI is not going to catch him, who the fuck's going to catch him? It can't be one of these dumbasses on the police force. I don't right. believe it. Right. They should have saved that for like right. a season six. They kind of blew their load because season two is fucking intense. Like yeah. shit is, it's happening, man. It's going down. But then when it was over, I'm like, well, whoo. I didn't realize at the time, but I wasn't worried that anyone else was going to catch him. Right. I was like, no, he's fine. He's whatever. Jimmy Smith is in season three. Fantastic. Season four is incredible. You've got John Lithgow playing this Trinity killer. Nice. Absolutely insane. It's got one of the best endings to a season ever. Okay. But then as soon as that happened, something just clicked in me where I was like, the show's not going to get any better. They're not going to be able to raise the stakes from here. I was like, there's nothing else they can do to make this better. Right. So I didn't watch season five. I would hear bits and pieces of it while Jill was watching it. And I'd be like, all of a sudden, I'd be like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. No. Right. Fucking bullshit. Also, Julia Stiles is in season five, so that automatically was <laughs> not good. For Doug's- some reason, I just don't like her. I don't really have a good reason. I just don't like her. But he meets Julia Stiles. He falls in love with her, has sex with her, and then he lets her go. And we never see her again. Oh, that can, What that's serial weird. killer lets someone know who they are and then fucking lets them go? No one. He trusted her. No successful one, I'll tell you that much. Right. <laughs> and then I tuned into season six because... Uh, Edward James Olmos mm-hmm. was in it. Fucking love that guy sure. from Battlestar Galactica. Also, Tom Hanks' son is in it as well. Colin. But it was almost like they were like, what if we just threw religion at Dexter? How would Dexter handle religion? Sure. It's like, and then they just took a whole season where like, religion and Dexter. We'll so see he what got, happens. The show got thematic almost. They were like, all right, this <sighs> season, the theme is Dexter handles religion. And then season six, or I'm sorry, seven and eight were kind of like all tied together. All right. Were in, in my mind, the only way that this might spoil it for you. The only way that that season ends or that show ends in a good way is with Dexter dying. Okay. Either he just flat out. Um, and you know how it ends, I'm assuming. Oh, yes. Okay. And it is disappointing. So he doesn't die, obviously. Disappointing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he, the, in my mind, I'm like, he has to die. Because although he's killing for good, there's no redeemable qualities about right. him. Right. He's a he sociopathic has, killer. He has a son. Um, and his sister is the only one, what I was kind of hoping would happen would be like, he catches like his final, cause it's almost monster of the week. He catches sure, his killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his sister comes across eight him. seasons of that man gets oh, tedious. There's only so much of that you can do. Yeah. So my thing, what I wanted to end was like two ways. One, he gets caught killing his last guy by his sister. And she realizes that he has been this killer all the time. Okay. And as he's dying, uh, is his sister a cop? Yes. Okay. As he's dying, 
Um, he basically looks at her and he kind of like says he's sorry and everything like that. And then the last shot is of Deb, who is his sister, um, looking at a picture of Dexter, her dad, who was a cop, and her when they were younger. And his her and his son walks up to her and says, "Aunt Deb, um, what happened to Dad?" And then Deb bends down, hugs him, and then you just get a slow pan out and it cuts to black. So we are left. So she kills the kid. We're, one, <laughs> we're wondering if she tells him right, right. who his father right, really right. was. Was he a monster? Did he die a hero? Like, right. what does she decide? Or we have everything zoom out, and he's on the uh, he's on the execution table. Mm-hmm. He's about ready to get pumped full of drugs, and like, and everyone's like his sister, and everyone's looking at him through the viewing glass as he's being executed for being a murderer. Or he appears on the island of Lost. There you go. The way it ends, and I'm going to... Do you want me to spoil it for yeah. you? The way it ends... Um, Not going to watch eight episodes, eight seasons of this shit. The way it ends, uh, Deb finds out that he's this killer. Like, at the end of season yeah. seven, she tries to help him. She ends up dying some stupid way. He, like, takes her out to sea during a hurricane. So it's, it's implied that he might die, but he wants to basically do some, some ceremonial thing with her body or whatever. Who gives a fucking shit? Gross. His son, he gives off to some psychopath lady... Who at one point he was trying to kill and then got a boner for her and they fucked. And then he's trying to fuck her over, but then he's like, they're okay. He gives his son to her. They go to South America. And then he drives off into this hurricane. Everyone thinks he's dead. And then we we see Canada. You know, fade in. Canada. Timber. Timber uh, camp. And we see a guy pull up a semi-truck and hop out with a hard hat. He's done for the day. So he decides to go back to his cabin. Goes into the cabin. Takes off his hat. Takes off his jacket. Sits down at a table. We see close up of Dexter with a beard. And he sits there, sad, sighs, looks out the window, fade to black. So this fucking dickhead left his son with the psychopath and let and he thinks and lets his kid know that he's dead. I don't know if I like this. Fuck that show. I don't know if I like this. Fuck that show in the butt. Sorry. Right. So moving on, your next one. <laughs> That makes me angry, and I ain't ever seen this yeah, show. Yeah, your eyes got narrow. You're like, fuck that shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't do that to my Canada. Mm-mm, honey. <laughs> All right. Uh, my third one, uh, we'll start. We'll, we'll blow through a couple of these here. Sure. Um, excuse me. My third one is uh, House of Cards. I stopped after season one. Wait. I've only done Lost, haven't I? Yeah. I, yeah sorry. Uh all right, well, we'll go to House of Cards. Yeah. We'll go back to the other one. Yeah, then. that's um, one that's that I broke up with. Yeah, yeah House of Cards. Uh, season one, I thought, was incredible. Yeah. Season two, I thought, was really good. Season three, I thought, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I, is it okay if I throw yeah, some spoilers out it. there? Yeah. So, spoiler alert, uh, end of season three, he becomes the president. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great. Now what? Where do we go from there? He can't now be, we conquer the moon. He can't become like you know emperor supreme of the world. Like yeah. where do you go from there? Yeah. So season four uh, is basically he's coming up for reelection because the way he gets president is that the current president he he maneuvers it to where the current president steps down mm-hmm. and he 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 has maneuvered his way into the vice presidency. Current president steps down, he takes over, but then reelection season happens right away, so he's actually running for. Uh, I guess re-election slash election mm-hmm. um, against two other people, two other women, or it's going to be two women. 
and uh, I only got through like episode one or two, and then I was just like, ah, I'll come back to it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not done with it. I'll come back to it, and apparently I'm done with it because yeah. I have not come back to it. Yeah. Um, it was one of those where the beginning of season season three completely lost me. I thought it was. I just thought it was a very weak, very weak season as far as the writing goes. Yeah. Um, the acting was good. I just thought the writing and the character development for me was just lacking. I saw where it was going. We yeah. all knew he was going to be president, so there was no stakes for it in it for me. Mm-hmm. Season four. It was a little bit the, the episode or two that I saw was a little bit better, but again, I was like, "There's only so much backstabbing and like bullshit I can take." Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I just I can turn on Fox and see the same, sure. I can just turn on the news and see the same fucking thing yeah. in our current, you know, political climate. So yeah. it just wasn't. I that's one I may still go back and I I may I may push through, uh, but at this point, I'm done with it because I yeah. I, I saw no point. I saw I did the same thing. I got through season one. I'm like, that's cool. I'm done. Yeah. I was like, I don't really need to know any more about this. I'm good. Like, I'm I'm satisfied. Right. If this is where the story ends, I'm cool with that. Did Kate Mara die in that one, or was that in season two? Uh, I think... I think it was season two I she died. I think it may have been season two. It was like episode one or I two. I saw of se- that. It was early season two. I definitely two. Yeah. started season two, and then I was like, Jill, yeah. go forth and conquer. I'm out. Did she finish it? She, yeah, she's followed okay. it all the way through, so she knows. What's another one of yours? Um... Prison Break. Do you remember that show? Remember it? Never saw it. Woo, boy. Jill and I were all about that show. All right. That show was awesome. Talk about a lot of like cliffhangers and shit like that. Basically, the premise is uh, this guy is put in jail. Uh, his brother believes he's wrongly been put in jail. So he tries to break him out of jail. Do it. So he puts together this ridiculously convoluted plan. <laughs> he has the he's like a super smart guy, an architect, okay. and he's got this ridiculous tattoo in his body, but it's actually a map of the prison. Uh, oh shit! What? Uh, uh, uh. So the whole first season is this ridiculous like cat and mouse game and all this bullshit of how this guy is maneuvering through trying to like be friends with the warden uh-huh. trying to whatever just so he could finally break his brother out of out of jail <laughs> and they do it and then i'm like cool so now what right they got like three or four seasons out of this I, they shot some of it in chicago didn't yeah they? yeah and i remember like season two going like i have no interest like what else are you gonna do now they're on the run right for because three the government seasons. framed them and then I remember at one point they were back in prison, but in like South America. Right. I remember. Like, it's a different prison. It's I, like, fuck you. I remember the huge buildup to that where they yes. were advertising like, now they're in South America. Yeah. Uh-oh. They have to poop in a corner. Right. Exactly. It's like, wait, what? They don't care who they kill down there. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I'm out. Yeah. Like that first season, I was like, fine. I think if I rewatched it now, I'd probably get really mad. But at the time, I was like, this is awesome. Sure. Shell and I were all about it. it was well, it so was cool. also like 10 years ago. So, yeah, I, mean, I it think was, it was like yeah. 2005, 2006. Yeah. And we were like, this is fucking awesome. Because I remember it was when we, it was right around when we were living down here yeah. the first time that I used to see the, the stuff up for it all the time. Ah, when I was going okay. to, yeah. Gotcha. Where it was like, you know, we're filming in this area, so this street may be closed or something. Yeah. yeah they used to see the big white trailers out there and everything. Yeah, um, I gave up yeah. on that real quick yeah. after season one. So another one of mine that I skipped over was uh, was Mad Men. And this one yeah. I, I also pieced out in season four. So, uh, again, everything in season four. I think I got to season four also and it was like, I'm out. Initially, I thought it was season three that I went on Wikipedia and just read the synopsis for each season. And I realized, I'm like, oh, no, I actually got into season four. And I'm, I think it was about episode six or seven before I went, done. I got to the end of it, and it was just seemed like it was like uh, Don 
was now with his secretary. Right. And I finished right. I stopped right before that happened because he and what's her face, January Jones, her character, Betty. like Betty, um, they like Don and Betty like were at the house because they were like going to be selling the house. Okay. And they kind of had this cordial yeah. goodbye. It almost felt like a perfect ending to the show. And right, I was right. like, done. Right. I was like, I don't need to see Don make any more terrible mistakes with his life and right. fuck every goddamn vagina in the world. Like, I'm right. okay with not seeing that. <laughs> I'm totally great with not seeing this guy just ruin his life. Yeah. I'm out. Well, for me, it was the, there was something magic about season one. Again, that was another pilot that I thought was great. a near perfect pilot. It was one of those. I say Lost was one of the best pilots I've ever seen, but or I think I said it was the best. It was one of the best. Mm-hmm. The, the pilot for Mad Men, I must have watched that about six times, mm-hmm. showing it to other people and being like, you've got to watch it, pulling people in. I, it was just a really great pilot. I agree. And there was something about season one that just had a, an element of magic to it. Like, yeah. it would just fucking it felt great. Well, because that's the thing is, like, it was uh, Don's a fuck up, but he's always going to come through with these pitches. He's going to deliver. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. Stuff and SNL even did a parody on that where <laughs> it was just like. Some, everything goes wrong until Don Draper comes in and gives the magical speech. You know? yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden people are like, okay, now we have to try and figure out how this works. I did like how they worked in a lot of like uh, historical stuff into it. Yeah. Like when JFK was right, shot. Right, the end of the like, Camelot era, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. was like really cool how they worked in it, but right. I, it ran its course for me. Like after four seasons, I'm like, I don't really want to watch this anymore. Yeah, and then they I split season seven and eight into yeah, two. Yeah, fucking buttholes. One season into two seasons just yeah. so they could get eight. I don't know why. What the fuck AMC, about AMC, motherfuckers. Right. Stretch it out, y'all. Stretch it out, y'all. So that, I, that's another one that I, f- I, I really do want to go back and and finish watching it. I, I really, really do. But there is just so many other things that, A, I want to watch, and, B, that I want to do with my life. <laughs> that, like, it's going to have to be a really, yeah. like, I'm going to have to break my leg. It's going to have to be a rainy day, like, yeah. for me to, like, really start to binge binge like, that again. I guess I'll go through. I want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to exhaust everything on Netflix, Hulu, yeah. Stars, HBO, uh, Apple TV. I'm going to have to exhaust yeah. all my resources. I will say I still want to go back. I, 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 I do. I want to go back. But it's going to take a long time for me to get back there. Yeah. Uh, another one of mine, which I think you'll find interesting, is Agents of Shield. Yeah, I I know you started hot into that one, and then what happened? Well, well, actually, actually, you started slow into that one because I didn't like it because it felt it was a monster of the weekend. Kind of I'm a, I'm very much a Marvel <laughs> fanboy. It didn't feel right. It felt right. Uh, it felt like a, 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 a normal scripted TV show. Yeah, because I actually which I fucking hated. Started watching that about three months ago. Uh-huh. I watched the first two episodes. It's tough. And I, I did. I was like, oh, man, this is really tough. This is like a bad 90s TV show. Because like, they're like, hey, this exists in the universe. Here's all these like, you know, real ridiculous plot lines that right. are happening. Oh, Coulson has a flying car. Um, but what happens is that eventually about halfway through the season, they were given a script to uh, Winter Soldier. And like, we're doing uh, this. And they were like, gotcha. Oh, so there's a huge Hydra twist. Okay. In the show. But I got to the second to last episode, watched it, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I didn't even see the season finale for the first season. I was oh, like, so you crapped out before the season like, one's finished. I was like, I'm done. I just am not interested. And they have a lot of important stuff. They're doing Inhuman stuff with that. Right. Um, there's a lot of crossover well, they just brought. I just watched Ghost Rider. Uh, a clip where Ghost Rider yeah, was introduced. Which I hear was pretty decent. It like, wasn't bad, yeah. I like the fact like, that they, again, uh, they're making it eth- ethnically diverse, where yeah. Ghost Rider's not just an, an older white, or you know, a yeah. middle-aged, or or your 30-something white dude. Like, you know, it was, uh, it was a younger Hispanic guy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that, yeah. Yeah, I just, 
Like I, they're they're pushing they're they're pushing in the right direction. It's just something about it isn't hitting. I wish it would just for been a Netflix show because ne- you know based on what we've seen with Daredevil. Yes, I will. And Luke Cage. Hundred percent agree with what you just said. And if they could have done that, it would have been so much cooler. Yeah, it could have been more adult. It could have fit with. It doesn't fit like. Terribly. Thematically, it doesn't. I totally understand what you're saying. It's or just, to- tonally, it doesn't fit. It yeah. feels like they they don't have. They obviously don't have the same budget as everything else, so it seems schlocky. Well, also they're playing within the rules of network television, I, which it's I on, fucking hate. It's on the big three. Yeah, you know, it's on ABC. Like you know, out of CBS, Ugh. NBC, and ABC, it's on one of the big three. And you've, you, I mean, you want to talk about. You know standards and practices. Yeah. Like you really have to adhere to a very strict that. line, and that's what I hate. I don't. I don't like those yeah. rules, and it comes out yeah. to me abundantly. So I'm like, sorry, I'm out. Yeah, it's it's one where I really want to. It's another one where I would love to sit down and go through it because, in to, to your point, they put a lot of important little like droplets of like, hey, here's this, this, and this, sure. and what might be coming up, but I'm never going to see it. I mean, they have a lot of great stuff, like leading up to Age of Ultron, like Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. were busting other Hydra bunkers right. and stuff, trying to right. find Baron Von Fingerbang or whatever the hell the guy's name was. <laughs> and at the very end of it, Coulson goes, all right, call in whatever the code. And they're like, what's that? He's like, call the Avengers. And then Age of Ultron starts and the Avengers are okay, going. I might have had a nerd boner yeah. if that had, if I had watched that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's like uh, Thor 2 came out and then they had an episode just after it pr- premiered where they, they were dealing with all the aftermath in England. You know, oh, so like wow, that's, see, that's all cool. that stuff yeah. is cool, but it's just it. But it's based on network television rules. It's like really fuck hard this. To, you got to like dredge through it. So again, if that was on Netflix, oh, it'd yeah. be so good. Yeah. Uh, the last one I'll throw out there, um, and this was for no in particular reason. Um, it just, I just, other things came up. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where <laughs> I was super into it, and then I was like, I just. I don't know. I don't know. It kind of too long. It was The Office. Okay, sure. I was a huge fan in college. That's the one you remembered. Of the British Office. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's where I was like, ah, I was like, England. Show? Okay, got it. Because the British Office only did two, mm-hmm. what they call a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they did a holiday special mm-hmm. with uh, with um, David David Brent. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I made it through... All the way up until Stephen Colbert, sorry, Steve Carell left, mm-hmm. and at that's that, pretty far. Yeah, I think that was at least season six, maybe. Yeah, I think seven, so. something like that. And then I started to, and it wasn't again. It wasn't because he left. I didn't see him leave and go. Oh, Carell's not in, and I'm not watching it. Like that wasn't it at all. It just was one of those things where our just kind of life happened. I might have hit that perfect age sure. where I was like, I just don't have the time to burn. Yeah. on this right now, like or whatever it was. So. That that was one of those where I definitely fell out and just never picked it back up and I didn't feel bad like I yeah. it, it, there was a little while where I was like ah, I kind of miss it but I'm like ah hey, you know what it, the the tone of the sh- the tone of the show changed yeah. and not in a good or way or a bad way it just it changed and it just I was fine with letting it go and that was with Lost Mad Men and House of Cards it was more of kind of like a bitter like no I'm not watching this anymore yeah. this one more just it just fell away and it wasn't. The other three were a cognizant choice of not watching them. Yeah. This one just fell away accidentally, and I just – I didn't hurt. Sure. Like I wasn't – my heart wasn't aching that I'm like, I miss my office friends. You know, like it just <laughs> – yeah, it was what it was. I yeah. know it's there. Sure. I've, I've seen episodes from after, and I've laughed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're great, but yeah. it just it, – I don't feel the need to go through and, and watch it from, from – You're still you know, a whole person. Start to – I'm still a whole person. I can still sleep at night. Yeah. 
What's happening when the office? I mean, are they still there? Did you? Are Jim and Pam still together? Who gives a fuck? Did uh, were you ever an office fan? Eh, it was fine. I just never really got super into it. Yeah, I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, it's fine. It was, I mean, it was a show. Yeah, yeah, it was a show. I was like, eh, it's fine. It's yeah, okay. that wraps my list up. Uh, I'll do. See if I can get two in here real quick. Um, sounds like my prom night. Um, first one, Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> The Gordon Ramsay show? Gordon Ramsay show. Okay. I was watching that around the same time as Prison Break, and Jill and I were all about the show. Uh, it, it, was, it seemed like an interesting concept at the time. You know, okay. you got this restaurant, and you got these people that are trying to make it, and Gordon Ramsay's yelling at them. Yeah. You know, uh, we watched all the full season. Actually, I remember this, this was 11 years ago because uh, Jill's oldest niece was we were watching the season finale while ah, she was being born. That's awesome. In the hospital. All right. And we're like, guys, we got to commandeer this TV. We got to see what happens. You know, we got to see how it ends. <laughs> Who's going to win? Who um, gives a shit? And, uh, and I remember it was just like, it was such a fun show to watch. Yeah. And then I remember watching, we watched season two. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm really getting tired of watching Gordon Ramsay just fucking yell at people. Yeah. For the sake of yelling at people. And, uh, and it was also like very, very much reality TV, really just gross reality TV. And um, I don't. I also like. I, I'm not motivated by people fucking screaming at me like I'm in the military. I don't operate that way. So That's fair. I see Gordon Ramsay like right out the gate, where he's like, "You have ten minutes to create your signature dish. Now go." And everyone, he's like, this is garbage. This is overcooked. This is undercooked. This is bleh. Like, I'm sitting there going, you know what? I wonder if any of that actually was good. Right. If he's just being a fucking asshole. Right. I'm sure it's probably not the swill that you're saying, you know, like, yeah. Because yeah. it would always. This tastes like dishwater. Yeah. Does it? Does it, though? Does it taste like dishwater? Yeah. Or does it taste like really good French onion soup? That you're just being overly critical of. Yeah. Because you need ratings. Like, Macaroni and cheese. Are right. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Is this a children's restaurant? Right. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't like spam. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, um, and you would notice it like right when he got down to like the final five people, all of a sudden his tone would change. He'd be like, guys, you can do this. You can do this tonight. This is you. Just take control. All of a sudden, he was motivating. But up until that point, he just fucking chew everyone's ass. I'm like, yeah. fuck this guy. I'm sure he's great because at least he's going to call people out on their bullshit. Yeah. But I'm like, it was almost like, all right. It's almost like an earpiece in. Like, all right, Gordon. Now, now call, him a, call him a cunt. You know, like call him, call him, the, call him a cunt. You know, like. Just, oh, call him a cunt. Yeah. I thought you said calm the cunt. Calm a cunt. Like calm your cunt. <laughs> Stop being such a cunt. Calm it down. Oh, they never told him to stop. Calm it down. Just say rile that shit up. Right. <laughs> and things just got ridiculous. Like the the patrons were getting. Gordon, really... pull it back. And now harder, harder, <laughs> pull it back. And give it to him. I remember one episode because even the crowd was ridiculous. Like the the um the patrons. Sure. Because I was like, sure. look, you guys have to understand that yeah, this is Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, Hell's Kitchen. But if you're truly eating there, you're going to understand that there's going to be problems. I remember one night, like, it was taking so long for the food to get here. and cameras all the fuck around you. Exactly. Which, again, manufactured reality television. This guy got apparently so upset that he ordered pizza to the restaurant because it was taking so long to get his food. And the poor fucking, uh, what's his name? The guy who's the maitre d' or whatever, 
He's like, sir, you cannot have that here. It's not possible. And he's like, what? Why not? You guys won't get me my food. It's illegal. It's against health code. He goes, I have a degree. I have a great. I have a master's degree. Do you? Do you have a master's degree? Goes, yes, I'm educated, sir. Do you have a master's? I was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? What am I watching? Why am this I? This isn't about the is, cooking this anymore. Is, this is not real. Right. Exactly. Show me something real. I want to watch Brunch with Bobby Flay. Right? Instead. Right? It's just, no, it's too much, it was too much drama, too much bullshit. What else you got? All right, final one, Arrow. Um, you were huge into this one. This, this was. You were, you were uh, hesitantly huge into I it. I was oddly attracted to it. Right. Let's put it that way. Um, my brother bought me season one on Blu-ray. Reluctantly. That's the there we go. Over. Yeah, you were reluctantly. Reluctant, you were reluctant, reluctantly really into it. Uh, and I was sitting there going, uh, A, never asked for this, so <laughs> thanks, I guess. Uh, and Jill was like, no, like, this is a CW show. I'm not fucking watching this. Right. So finally one it's night. It's so funny how the CW carries that, like, veil of, like, it's, shame. It's got some stink on right? it. It's got some stank. And so we, um, one night, Jill was doing some work. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll put this in. She goes, you're actually going to watch it? I'm like, why the fuck not? I was like, Dave, he and I usually line up. So let's see how this goes. For some reason, he saw fit to give this to me. I was like, whatever. And so I watched the first episode, and it was over. And I looked over at Jill, and Jill had not been doing any work. Uh, She was, like, watching it. I remember even halfway through, I go, why is this good? Why is this good? Like, I like this. Why do I like this? (laughs) And 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 we loved it. We fell in love with it. Yeah. And then uh, we watched season two. And I was like, season two was great. Started watching season three, and then I was like, "And we're done." And this that's is, it. This is getting a yeah. little too, a little too out there. Yeah. Like it was just, and that's something for a superhero. And show. it's it's got CW stink all over it. Like there's definitely a lot of that sort of like, ugh. All Wolf. right, we get it. Relationships are t- they're hard, ugh. but. They did the crossover now with like the Flash, and I think they're bringing in the CBS as Supergirl and or something. I think so. Or did Supergirl move to CW? I think. Yeah, I think she moved to CW now, so they're all crossing. Well, over and the shittiest school. thing out of all that is that they're not doing a shared universe. Their TV universe is completely separate from their yep. cinematic. Which Some is, people argue it's better because Superman's in there too. Like he made a cameo in the right, Supergirl stuff. Which I I don't know. I I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's successful. I mean, sure. I have I've watched sure. a little bit of the Flash. It's enjoyable. I have too. I've watched about I, six episodes. Yeah, I watched the Arrow and Flash crossover. It was fun. Yeah, um, they did a good job with that. Um, and I like Arrow because he's a lot like Batman. Yeah, in a sense, um, rich and kind of goes out and beats ass. Uh, but it got very comic booky. Yeah, at times where I was like, Ugh, uh, okay. Um, but it was also really cool because um, Arrow is an interesting character. Yeah. His, uh, and it, but it just it got um, they had Deathstroke in there too, which was really cool. But then it just got to the point where I'm like, I got a few episodes, but maybe halfway through season three, and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. I don't believe that these characters are still interacting with each other after uh, yeah, everything right. that's happened. I don't believe it. <laughs> after everything you've been through, you guys are manufacturing conflict, and I just had to be like deuces. So, but it was definitely interesting. It was yeah. definitely an interesting show. So I, I I would recommend first two seasons, and if you feel like you know, get going further, then that's on you. But yeah, that's yeah. all I got. You know what else I have? Oh, tell me, baby. You got that throwdown, throwdown, throwdown. Got that throwdown, throwdown, throwdown. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> so Gross. For this week's throwdown. Uh, I was thinking. Um, obviously, I wanted to keep it uh, themed around what we were talking about. 
and as we've been talking, I've had some some really good ones come up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding it hard to pair them to pair two together that I feel that you won't go, oh, so and so, and it'll just be done. Like I'm finding it hard to find one that you'll uh-huh. actually be okay with. I did come up with two, but I don't know if it'd be better to save it for a different guest. Okay. You, uh, how did you? I, I can already answer my own question. Did you ever watch American Idol or The X Factor? No. Okay. Because I was going to put Gordon Ramsay versus Simon Cowell. I do know who they are. Um, we could do that. Because that otherwise it was going to be something like I thought. I thought Gordon Ramsay versus Dexter would be a fun one. We should do Simon Cowell versus Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> but then I thought you were just going to say Dexter. Yeah, Dexter. All we'll right. Get him. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna say, yeah. So today's throwdown is gonna be uh, Gor- unless I'll, I'll read through the list that I compiled. If you I like do. that, I all right. Like that. Gordon Ramsay versus Simon Cowell. I was nervous you wouldn't you wouldn't be Simon Cowell savvy enough. Well, they're both assholes. So really, it, it would be entertaining English to see the, assholes. It'd be it'd be entertaining to see the shit talking that would happen, right? Because I feel like they both can pull the British side out. And because if it were if it were them versus an American, they win. Yeah, because they can just out talk an American. Exactly. Um, but the fact that they're both British, they can't out British each other. So that's an even even, and they're both assholes. So that's even. They're both loud. That's even. Ramsey's got knife skills, though. That's true. He knows how to he knows how to butcher. That's true. He knows how to gut. He knows those things are sharp and ready to go. So, but I will say, Cowell has a a V neck T shirt. <laughs> A tight, a tight V-neck T-shirt, um, and he has a very sharp tongue. Like he knows what I'll say is he knows how to he knows how to really hone in on your insecurities. What I would he's say, he's adept at that. I think Gordon psychologically, Ramsey, I think Gordon Ramsay would be uh, immune to that. What I do think Simon Cowell would be would be the kind of guy that would own ninjas and have them hiding around. <laughs> And he would distract. He found them. them on some reality show. He just bought them because right. he's fucking wealthy as hell, and he can do whatever he wants because sure. he's wealthy. So he's the kind of guy that's like going to seem like he's going to wheel around like petting a cat, and going to be <laughs> like, "I was expecting you, Gordon." Gordon's like, "Fuck off, you cunt," or whatever the hell that they say to each other, and uh, they'll have like verbal assault, and then like Gordon Ramsay will pull out knives, and Simon will just be like, "Such a shame it has to end like this." Attack. And he just snaps his fingers and. And ninjas come out and garrowed him and everything like that. And he's just like, and Simon Cowell's like, yes, yes, yes. So you don't think that Gordon Ramsay could take the ninjas? No. (laughs) With all of the sharp knives. He can have all the sharp knives in the world. If he's not trained in (laughs) jiu-jitsu, he don't mean shit. So, but now you're you're giving it to Gordon Ramsay versus ninjas. It's Gordon Ramsay versus Simon Cowell. Versus Simon Cowell's ninjas. No, no, no. He totally would have purchased ninjas. <laughs> yes, but are they, they going to travel with him? Yeah. What's the point of having ninjas if they don't travel with you? They're just sitting at home waiting for... They go for, and get... They do espionage, you know? Just sitting, lined up on his couch going, should we have gone somewhere with him? Like, what are we doing here? Like, oh, no. <laughs> He's doing? home. <laughs> 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 so, um, but if you, if you put Gordon Ramsay versus Simon Cowell head-to-head... Mano a mano. Sans ninjas. Sans, sans Simon Cowell ninjas. I think Gordon Ramsay would win. Because he has knives. He has, uh, let's even just take knives out of it. They they kind of square up like old school boxers. Sure. They've got their 1930s yeah. boxing going on. I just I, I see Gordon Ramsay just having this grit and vigor that Simon Cowell doesn't have. The thing is, I think Simon Cowell has him in strength. But I feel, because he's... He, looks like he works out. Like, I don't know if it's all just showy. Or, I mean, he's he's got that, like, fat... 
strong thing going on. Like he's not the nineteen fifties working out kind exactly, of guy. Exactly. Like he's got that weird <laughs> barrel chest where does he have a belly? He doesn't, yeah. but he's like solid. It's it's a he weird He also has really big nipples, which I feel like works against him. You, he gets them hard enough, he can use those to poke. Yeah, it's <laughs> he true. He uses to poke. He goes like this. Just, yeah, it could be kind of distracting. <laughs> he could have little tassels on yeah, there. Yeah, like, that's weird. <laughs> but I feel like uh, what Ramsey would... Because uh, don't get me wrong, I think Ramsey got strength, but I feel like he's a scrapper. Yes. I feel he like, seems like a Popeye kind of guy. You know, like, like Gordon Gordon Ramsey would be uh, the like the lower class street yes. London and uh, Simon Cowell looks like he'd be kind of like upper class London, yeah. where he'd be a little out of touch. Where Ramsey looks like he could be a scrapper. Ramsey's the kind of guy that he's worked his way up from the street. Ramsey's the guy you want in a bar fight with, yeah, you. Like, yeah. Where you know he's going to come out, and he's going to beat that ass. Whereas, Cowell always has that weird shitty haircut yeah. that's pushed forward. Ramsey doesn't doesn't care. It's Cowell, just messed. Simon would just have someone else take care of the fighting for him while right. he ran to his limousine. Like, exactly. That's the kind of stuff. Whereas like, I see Ramsey just being like, "Fuck you." I will give it to Ramsey. Fuck you, you get right. Just. <laughs> Based on the fact that he's a scrapper. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Gordon Ramsay for the win. Gordon Ramsay for the win. What do you think, <laughs> Simon Cowell? Do I have what it takes to not give a shit? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. That was the takedown, not the takedown. God as I was it, saying it, as I was saying it, I just went and I was like, fuck. Guys, that was a throwdown. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us again on this lovely week. Uh, we're always happy to hang out with you and make your lives better because let's face it, that's what we're doing. And let's face it, we all need our lives to be a little bit better exactly. as 2016 comes to a fiery halt. Fiery, burning a halt. fiery end. And I just want to take this moment to say, hey, thank you all for listening. It's been great. We've had a really good time. Uh, this is like, what, episode 72? Something like that. God, we've been doing this every week for 72 weeks. Right. Like, this has been fucking great. We've been having a blast. So as we say adios to this dumpster fire of a year and we move on to another one, thank you guys for listening to us. It's great having you around, and uh, we look forward to another year with you. So that being said, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, we've got a nice little holiday uh, update to our graphics, uh, thanks to Justin. That so. will be changing come the first week of the new year. Exactly. So it enjoy will, it now. It will be a dumpster fire in memory of 2016. Exactly. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at MindGapPodcast, and Justin has a website. You can find me online at JustinStrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do every Monday with Mila Stavanovich. That's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever. Um we might skip a Monday or two here and there, but it comes out almost every Monday. <laughs> um, and it really is the best bar podcast ever. On Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, I'm at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes or any other uh, podcast subscription service that you so choose to use. Uh, subscribe to us. Review us. It absolutely helps push us up the ranks, and uh, and it helps us do some uh, cooler stuff. The, the more popular we get, the more uh, possibilities that we have. Um, let us know also if you have a topic you want us to talk about or if you think you want to be on and have a, uh, an, an uneducated debate with us. Um, <laughs> or you know, educate. Or educate edu- us, please. Educate us, please. We need it. We're, uh, we're, we're welcoming. Let, let us know on any uh, any social media outlet. Also, TuiStaith.com uh, and TuiStaith on all social medias. And, guys, be nice to each other. Yes. In this new year, we need it more now than ever. So just please be good to each other. Yes. That being said, go fuck yourself. Mind Gap Podcast. 